everyone. Welcome to another episode of Schnozcast. This is Bob, joined by my stalwart co-hosts, Mick Bader, Corey Seleski, and Todd Dillon. Today, we've got for you a little booze news, uh, some 90-second sports, gentlemen's agreement, and pick of the week. Gentlemen, how are you? Oh, fantastic. How are you? I am well. I am mighty. Oh, Todd, what do you got? Oh, hey. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, sorry, you got a, Todd, you got an anecdote you want to share with us before I move on? <laughs> I saw a car with a B Mighty license plate. I don't know why it freaking shocked me now. I am, I am muting you. <laughs> if you're new to the podcast, thank you for joining us. You can find us out on social media every Friday morning at 1030 a.m. Eastern time. We publish. <clears throat> we, so we go live on all the streaming services, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, Mixcloud, or anywhere else where you get a podcast. You can also find us out on the video streaming services and the social media sites, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, at Schnozcast. And uh, if you can find us out there, please give us a, a follow or a like and subscribe and give us Some, a rating. Something, please. Something. Todd, do you think the Be Mighty was, it belonged to like an apiary? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was a happy, it was a happy couple. Happy yeah. couple. Okay. And if you want to, if you want to communicate with us uh, with your fingers, you can email us at schnauzcast at gmail.com, or you can call or text us anytime, day or night, at six one eight shocker. People communicate with their fingers to me all the time. Just the one finger, though, right? Yeah, I'd like to get more communications on the shocker line. Then you better start texting, otherwise you're going to lose your number. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, dude! I'll text you anytime from that number, just so we don't lose it. If it I comes did, down to that. I, yeah, I literally just have to text myself a letter and then clear the text from my own phone. Dear Nick, yeah. you're the greatest. People don't know how great you are, but I'm here to tell you. Oh, no, like at, the letter H. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, look at that. A text on the Schnauzcast line. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's something maybe we should do. It's a Mr. Bean move. Yeah, it is a Mr. Bean move. Or could it be a candy cane move? Candy cane. That right. slut. So Nick Bader. Candy cane. Nick Bader sitting right next to me. I um, bookmarked this for you. This was a Twitter thread. I can't even remember how I came across it. It's been a few weeks since I bookmarked it. But mm-hmm. uh, this lady on Twitter who said, I'm rewatching all of Friends with my 14-year-old daughter. We are on season two. Here is a running but incomplete list of all the things I've needed to explain to her. Milk cartons used to have pictures of missing kids who Dudley Moore was, who Joan Collins is, what pagers were and how they worked, that you could see people off at the airport, that you could meet arriving people at the airport gate, which you can't do anymore. The fact that if the friend's apartment were real, it would be, it would be worth millions of dollars. <laughs> what Bloomingdale's is, who Demi Moore is. Here's one I actually can't explain. Chandler's mother has sold over 100 million books. If we say that conservatively, she's made $2 a book. She's worth $200 million. Chandler is an only child. She doesn't seem to have cut him off, and yet he makes Joy pay for a table that he broke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how perfume samples work in department stores. Why secretaries answer office phones. What VD is, and how stock <laughs> photography works. Uh, who Hank Azari is, and the fact that Minsk used to be in the USSR. 
<laughs> what a green card is, what the ice capades are, are pornos narrated? Only the good ones. <laughs> yes, exactly. Who Mr. Roper was, why Monica wore a business suit to her chef Bad job. landlord. <laughs> Uh, it would be nice if we can give each other the benefit of the doubt about the way we talk to our kids about stuff that is wildly imperfect in its representations or in the way things don't live up to our current standards. Watching stuff together is a great opportunity for these conversations. Uh, I, I've lived that because my kids are, you know, came along at a time in my life where I wanted them to be interested in the things that I was interested in. So I, you know, wasn't friends, but it was Star Wars or it was, you know, Mr. Bean or whatever. And some of the things she, they latched on to and other things they were like, fuck you, dad. I got no, <laughs> I got no interest in your yeah, no use to that. Yeah, you, you exactly. Le- you left That's one off the list there. I, I left one off of the Twitter list from some other lady. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, why the show is funny. No, not in the list. Mm, I'm went, pretty sure it was on there. Went down through the list. Oh, I did leave off though. Why people used to hold up lighters at concerts? How people how to responsibly split a restaurant check? What a hickey is? What a kickback is? <laughs> <laughs> the fact that people pe- don't know that. <laughs> no, not everybody well, knows young that. kids don't know this stuff. That people didn't used to carry epipens with them everywhere they went. Hold on a second, Bob. Yeah. yeah. Kids, they don't give hickeys anymore. No. Really? No. Uh, in fact, I have a story. Can I tell this on the podcast? <laughs> not if you gave a kid a I, hickey. I, no, no, it's not. I, I was not. <laughs> I was not. Well, when he was a kid. <laughs> so years ago, to joke with my, my children kids, and I'd my suck kid, on their necks. My kids were much younger, and I was talking with. It was at like a school function, like a football game or a dance or something like that. The kids were young enough where parents went to the dances and sat on the bleachers <laughs> while they while they tried to dance curves <clears throat> um i remember going to parties when i was in you know seventh grade and parties ragers yeah yeah they were the like, oh, skate party. parties no no they were they were parties of <laughs> kids trying to f- have a party yeah somebody's parents were gone for the weekend everyone tossed their keys in a bowl it was like Def- At seventh grade, De- 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 <laughs> yeah, all, all seven, these house keys. Seventh grade, just I, I, cost my, I tossed my car keys into the bowl. No, exactly. everyone's house. You know how confusing that would be with everyone's house keys in a bowl. I was making a joke about a swingers party. <laughs> Whose house does this go to? No. Um, yeah, listening to Def Leppard's Hysteria uh, while you made out on the couch. That's what those parties were. But nowadays, the parties. Uh, this is what I was told by another mm-hmm. another mom, <laughs> another mom of a kid. Right, is that she had heard that um, the kids were she the kids heard. were doing <laughs> so so she had heard. Well, I'm trying not to because exactly. uh, they're fucking camera the that fucking she was involved in any way. Is this like the, the vodka person. tampons? No lipstick parties. What is oh that? yeah, it again. Lipstick party. lipstick party. I, I had never heard of it. I'm like, what's a lipstick party? And she's like, oh. Girls uh, see how far they can go on. And- every girl every girl that goes to the party puts a different shade of lipstick on, and, and they guys take turns going into the laundry room, and the girls take turns blowing the guy, and whoever gets their color uh, farthest down on his dick wins the prize. In his fucking, in seventh grade? Yeah. That, that, I said the same thing. Probably Right, Todd? Same. I was in fifth when we did this. <laughs> 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 What was the winning the color, Corey? The a-hole on me wants to say, <laughs> my second grade victory was a real stunner because 
<laughs> because there's a kid who been held back four times. But this is fucking disgusting, isn't it? Uh, it Corey, was, how it did was, you get all those different shades of lipstick on your lips? It, <laughs> it, it, wasn't, it wasn't disgusting as much as it was shocking. It was like, I'm like, that's what kids are doing today? I, no I could, shit. could not believe Weren't it. Weren't girls still so gross when you were in seventh grade? I mean, oh, they were starting to no, like, be they, interesting. No. Todd, Bob still finds them gross the, now. Well. But either way. <laughs> people were, so kids, so kids, wait yeah, a minute. So hold on. Seventh or eighth me, grade, me, that's kind of when that starts. They're getting blowjobs in the seventh grade now. This was this was probably ten years ago. So yeah, who knows what they're doing now? So like in the second grade now, you're like getting a no, hand. no, 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 not no. Ten years ago in time, it was ten years ago that I heard the story. Ten years have passed since I heard that. So God only knows what's happening in 2022. I'm scared. There's nothing you got to be scared about. Your dogs aren't. Your dogs don't go to school. I'll tell you what. I How remember you... talking about an episode about butt play, and I'm pretty sure that would correlate into this as well. In what? <laughs> to quote first, he really in sneaks what? that butt play in any <laughs> conversation, doesn't he? In what way, no. Corey? I know. Is butt does is butt play the magic word that gets us seventy more listeners every week? No, it's just play. if it's not Corey but. and Todd staring at art for thirty five minutes wordlessly, then it's got to be. I don't butt, know what it is. No, butt play. I, I heard about butt the play. the vodka tampons though. I I heard I heard about that when I was in high school. <laughs> vodka tampon at my ass. But yeah. but but that didn't have anything to do with parties butt or. Play. Like that, there that was, was just, no benefit. That was just getting drunk There's and no, no one could smell your me. breath. <laughs> Goes right into the bloodstream. <laughs> I never knew any kid who actually did that. Because I was an adult when I did it. <laughs> never, never knew it was. It was. One I was of those like, don't pull my tells. string. <laughs> What's that? So, What's that hanging there, Bob? I'm I am not, I am not sure. How gray got, squirrel, gray uh, squirrel. Shake I am not sure tail. how we got on this line of thinking but i'm very confused from you so seven so seventh graders now go to skate parties no one skates hold on you're not telling anyone what seventh graders do now you are merely you've got no you are far removed from seventh grade yeah i'm relatively a couple couple years removed from seventh grade yeah i'm relatively certain that like mine and maybe Corey's generation was the last generation that went to skate parties at the skating rink I'm pretty sure that's what mean, when. What do you mean, mine and Corey's? I'm the same age as you guys. Yeah, I'm actually, a little bit younger. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Todd graduated two years under yeah. us. For those keeping home, at, keeping track at home, he's the oldest member of the podcast. Yeah, I, was, I, I think Skate Skateland West closed pretty soon after uh, I graduated eighth grade. So they were, they were like, "What are we going to do with these uh, really wide <laughs> shoes now?" <laughs> So seventh graders are getting freaking. No one's gonna buy these blown giant skates. skates. Well, not skate parties. So they go to regular parties with like beer, like Michelob Light, and freaking e-cigarettes. Is that what they're doing now? Well, I mean, it's not just that they're going to parties and like uh, kids are making on the couch and then surreptitiously, like you know, a pair of them, a boy and a girl, go off to some room and 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 you know, blowjobs happen. This seems like it's an organized like blowjobs are on the agenda. Like so are the going moms for, like setting this up? I have no, I doubt it. But I mean, this is guess this, who, this is something that's gone on throughout history. Not <laughs> not specifically no, no, from not the dawn of history. time. Not specifically the lipstick thing, but yeah. there was always spin the bottle. Seven minutes in heaven. Kids yeah. always found a way to do dirty shit. Sure, when they oh, got together. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes, indeed. If kissing is dirty, nobody that I know had wieners in faces. 
Yeah, but you you have to, and I, I'm a firm believer in this. You have to realize, you know, in in the mindset of, you know, kids are maturing quicker these days, and um, you know, kids are looking more like adults, and they're doing more things. You have to understand that with the amount of hormones that goes into all the foods, growth hormones and things like that, you don't think that that doesn't translate into the kids that grew up only eating food that had that in there. And then that's not going to, if it's making chickens and different animals uh, mature at a faster rate, that it's not going to affect humans that are consuming this. This is really scary to me. You know why? Why? This actually pulls forth. The old saying, right? When your wife turns 50, you trade her in for two 25-year-olds. Because if they've been working the stick for freaking an extra 20 years, by the time they're like 25 years old, now they freaking, they know their way around a wiener. You know what I'm saying? It's already old news. I thought he was really concerned about his chickens. Yeah, but, but I guess at, fi- at, 50, would, at 50, wouldn't she really know her way around a wiener? <laughs> One wiener. That's how I was saying. It well, feels like if you've been freaking trying to win contests at freaking skate parties, I, I keep pulling that. Yeah. At freaking Enough with the skate parties. parties. Even freaking doing tricks at freaking ragers. Todd's with, like, if, uh, if you're in a closet sucking dick at a discotheque. <laughs> but I, I will say, though, all yeah. the lipstick parties I've ever been to, the mom was usually the winner. <laughs> no one invited you, know you to any parties. It's, the, it's, it's not the years, it's the mileage. Yeah, oh, they, she, she always knew what she was doing. Yeah. She's been practicing on that one week. You want to give her a shout out? Address, maybe a telephone number. Yeah, I mean that was some years ago. I mean, maybe. Corey's like Mrs. McCorkle. If you're listening, can you call me? Mrs. McCorkle. (laughs) Was she the teacher with the corduroys that Danielle liked? (laughs) What's that, Todd? (laughs) That was a bad joke. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna skip that. (laughs) Moving to booze news, and now it's time for booze news. All right, on this week's episode of Booze News, we have a little Amish news for you, but it's still booze-related. So, How so? Well, I'm going to tell you. Don't you worry, Bob. So, Do the Amish not drink? They don't drive. No, they, they drive conveyances. <laughs> they drink just in the dark because <laughs> they don't have electricity. <laughs> so it says an Amish man in Ohio was the subject of a low-speed police chase on May 14th when he was found asleep while operating his horse and buggy. Ashtabel Sheriff's Department uh, Deputy Mike Talbert attempted to stop the buggy and create a traffic stop at around 2.43 a.m. in Orwell, Ohio, but was unsuccessful and told other officers that the driver of the horse and buggy looked like he was asleep at the, at the reins, I guess. He said, quote, from the sheriff's deputy, there's a Bud Light can sitting in there, and he's passed clean out. Oh, this is like some deep south sheriff's deputy. He's passed clean out. <laughs> he's passed clean out, Talbert said. Ohio. We got a drunk. <laughs> yeah. We got a drunk Amish guy passed out in a buggy. This is what this is how he was. He was oh, very, very. It says it, in the article, Bob. He was very excited. He shouted. Yeah. Yes, he just turned. He just turned eastbound on Bogue Road, and I yelled to the guy when he rode by. Talbert said, "There's a Bud Light can sitting in the damn buggy," and I had a natty light. I hit the side of the buggy with my car and hollered to the guy. He's passed clean out. He's slumped over. Isn't this an Ohio-based story? I feel well, like remember, Ohio, don't Ohio, talk about Ohio does border Kentucky. It does. Not, there, not, there is a certain point, <laughs> dude. I I was traveling to Tennessee. 
and we stopped at a convenience store on one side of the Ohio Bridge. And everyone's like, hey, can I help you? Is there anything? And then we stopped at one right before you go over the Ohio Bridge. And everyone's like, hey, y'all, welcome. Welcome. And I'm like, whoa, 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 this is Ohio. How does the bridge in this river separate accents? It, it didn't make any sense to me. But Dude, anyhow, You can go 15 feet and drop 75 IQ points in Ohio. I, I'm telling you. So police initially responded to 911 calls from people who claimed that the buggy was all over the road. After pursuing the horse and buggy at a low speed police chase, the deputy, the deputy eventually blocked the buggy with his car. And the buggy ran into the cruiser. So obviously the horses were idiots as well. Um, no, that's bullshit. The automated <laughs> so far we've insulted Ohioans, Kentuckians, cars. horses. Horses from Kentucky. I can't wait to look at our charitable numbers next Oh, those week. are Kentucky Ohio. blue horses. <laughs> the person operating the horse and buggy was identified as Nathan Miller, who took a breathalyzer test and registered as a .063, according to police. Miller so he was, wasn't even drunk. It's really well. Miller, exactly. But how is he People wake up on Sundays with .063. Amish work hard. It is 2.43 in the morning, so that horse could have been out of control since 2 a.m. <laughs> so he had time to burn off that alcohol. Said so Miller was arrested and charged with operating a vehicle while under the influence. And that's booze news. Were operating it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just... It's a Tesla. They asked. They asked real, the horse. Real horsepower. They did interview the local news station. Tried to interview the horse to ask if he would give a response, and he said nay. Apologies to those folks <laughs> in Ohio, Kentucky, and all horse owners everywhere, and horses, <laughs> and joke tellers, <laughs> and joke tellers, <laughs> or comedians, as some people might yeah. say. And we see him heading in that direction. The twenty. He's going for 40, and it's 90 Second Sports. Hell yeah, it is. Bring so, it, bitch. So this week for 90 Second Sports, instead of uh, letting these shots that uh, Bob poured sit and get even warmer than they already are because it's not that cold, uh, we're going to do a shot real quick, and then we will go right into that 90 Second Sports. Todd, you got something for us? You got yeah, Todd, what, you, what are you drinking tonight, Todd? Let me guess. Uh, Crown apple? Son of a bitch. Uh, Crown it, apple is going to be my shot? And I know what the Black Batman drinks. Bourbon cask something. <laughs> Bourbon cask not, IPA. Not today, sir. Not today, sir. Not today. I am drinking a little Iron Horse Hazy IPA, and it is fabulous. Hey, Iron Horse Bruin. Todd, real, really real quick, too. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. That coat you got draped over behind you, hang yeah. on to that. I'm going to need that for an art installment. Yeah, it's a nice blue coat you got there. Dude, are, there, are there postcards in the pocket? There are. <laughs> that is a work of art. We got to talk about that. All right, raise your glasses and <laughs> let's do a shot. Please join us. Cheers. Salute. Woo. All right, Mr. Todd Dillon. Sweet apple papple. You are on deck. And sir, your yes, 90-second sports starts now. But I can't see. I can't. Well, hey, I, mean, I can't see the thing. I can't Go! see the. Uh, Hold on. We'll tell you when it's done. I, I can't, right, I can't right, see right, either. Right. And your 90-second sports starts now. Perfect. I. Take your time. I'm going to. I don't really like baseball. I used to like baseball. I used to like play baseball. Wearing a baseball jersey? It's a Red Sox shirt, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, it's baseball season. Right, but I'm like, and, and I try and turn it said, on, and I I love where this and what, is going. And I started this. This is why I started this way. I, I want to like seconds it. Already. I I want to like it. 
I want to love it. I used to love it. When I played it, I liked it. Even I, Should I even liked it a little bit when I played softball? Used where's to like the, Where's the news? Yeah, get on with it, uh, Cecil. <laughs> I never knew this was a segment where you guys heckled me from the bleachers. <laughs> well, this is how we get followers. Maybe. But, and, and I'm glad you guys are asking these, these pertinent questions. Why are you talking like this, Todd, if this is a sports segment and you don't like baseball? I actually found baseball that I like. And I know this isn't a booze news segment, but I found a news article that is pertinent to this. Uh, meet the Savannah Bananas, who've captivated fans in, in the Major League Baseball. We exist to make baseball fun. These mofos on a walk, dude, everybody's got to touch the ball before dude gets to the base or dude is safe. These guys are doing flips. They're making baseball fun. Unfortunately, Action. we'll have to hear about the Savannah Bananas next week because that was 96 sports. <laughs> That's some bullshit. I was just getting started, fuckers. First of all, you paused for 10 seconds twice at the beginning. Because baseball is so fucking boring you, that I wanted to give you this sense of what it's like. That, then you, know, you told to us with, minutes in hold on, with hold an Atlanta on. Braves shirt and a, and a Boston Red Sox uh, or shirt and an Atlanta Braves hat, you told us that you hate baseball. But you specifically changed Dude, this it. This is a Boston Market freaking delivery shirt. You don't know what I'm wearing. I've never been prouder of Nick Bader to know that that was a Braves hat. No yeah. shit. No shit. Someone who doesn't like sports. I know, press, I know enough. That, yeah, that, I get by. I get by. Wine squirrel gets a nut every now and again. <laughs> you never know. Exactly. You know. Broken clocks, baby. Broken clocks. Yeah. Twice a day. Word. Thank you, Todd. Word. That was enlightening. Moving on, sir, to gentlemen's agreement. No, it's the MF and gentlemen's agreement. Oh, done. All right, uh, we are going to uh, give Nick Bader a pass this week. Uh, busy Why is week. he getting a pass? Uh, sometimes uh, people get passes. I don't know why. <laughs> sometimes people change their hats mid podcast. What? Yeah, Nick, sir, <laughs> Nick. Yes. What, what team is this? Where? Uh, that is the Cubs. No. no. Wait. <laughs> Cincinnati Reds. I don't know anything about Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> Corey's like, ah! I could keep, I was, keep going. I could still get some. I was pulling for you, buddy. I was pulling for you. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty close. <laughs> He's leaving. All right. Corey. You how, many, how many baseball hats does he have nearby? Oh, he's probably got a fucking. What the fuck? Wait, hold on. Uh, 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 Let me see. You won't, none of none of you will get this one. Oh, yeah, well, wonderful! I, Thanks. But it, but well, it's a real hat. I'm it sure is. it's a real hat. I can see it. It looks like a newer version of the New York Mets symbol. You you are close, but this is the San Francisco Giants, other side of the country. How was he close? <laughs> yeah. What was the close part? Yeah. He had the sport right. Well, he had a Y in it. All right. I was going off the same. <laughs> that's, that's, the, uh, that's the Tennessee 10s. Corey, you had to watch Antoine. Antoine, Antoine, Antoine Fisher. Antoine Fisher. Okay. Oh, yeah. Todd Dillis, man. Todd. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm going to start this by saying fuck you, sir. Fuck you big time. First gentleman's agreement I have ever shed a tear at. Shed a tear. I got choked up, man. I got I got real choked up. Oh, hold on. This is a good fuck you? Yes. I feel like getting choked up. Keep keep going. (laughs) It it, it, it's it's a a very, very emotional movie. Um based around 
a uh, young man that's in the Navy that has some emotional issues and, and distress that he works out in the wrong ways. And obviously being in the Navy, he's sent to go see a psychiatrist and, and that's when uh, Denzel's character comes in and kind of starts working with him and, and trying to get in, inside, you know, inside his head inside Antoine Fisher's head. And at first things are not going so well uh, with, with their connection. Um, that kind of turns around a little bit though. And Antoine starts opening up about uh, some, some past life experiences and there are some very, very messed up past life experiences to where you can see where he's having these, these issues. Uh, but to, to make a long story short, and I, I don't want to give away too much because it, it, it was a great movie, uh, and I, I would definitely recommend people go watch it on their own. Uh, but he, he, he doesn't have any sort of sense of family and doesn't have anyone close to him. Uh, and even the people that want to be close to him, he kind of pushes away for uh, reasons of his past. And uh, it's... Uh, it, it's it's a very very emotional build up to to the end. I'll, I'll say that. And uh, on the flip side, though, Todd, I do have to say the patient client relationship with Denzel and Antoine Fisher. That's that was. I don't know what the hell was going on there. That clearly, that clearly was all thrown out the window. Oh yeah, oh yeah. When when you're having a patient over at your house for Thanksgiving dinner, I. That's a bro code, bro. I, yeah, I don't know. I I know it was based on a true story, but I don't think it was that it was that loose. Of, uh, yeah, come over to the house and meet the family for Thanksgiving. You're my patient. Uh, and I also feel like Antoine Fisher, for being in the Navy in in the movie, was not portrayed doing a lot of Navy duties. There, were, there was, he was on a ship once, I think. Hey, there's a lot of uh, a lot of downtime, land, land side. a lot of downtime. Yeah, a lot of downtime, <laughs> and, and they got to spend a a week on the other side of the United States and all that. But whatever, I, I, I don't. Who knows? Maybe, <laughs> maybe the Navy is just that lazy. But no, it's, man, it's I, I, the Navy. Uh, it's I, the Navy, after all. I, it, true, very true. But uh, no, it, it was an awesome pick. Like I said, it, it, I I I got a little emotional watching it. It was uh, it was hard to hard to fight back some tears. Awesome. 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 Love it. All right, sir. Appreciate that. Todd, you, yes, had, you had conversations with a killer in the John Wayne Gacy tapes from Corey. Yeah. And that was and from me. I'm a, Oh, it was not. Yeah. It was for, it was the first, he like slammed, he like slammed the domino on the board and went domino motherfucker. You know, you haven't seen this. And I was amazed that I hadn't seen it. Uh, this is uh so my 30 second synopsis. This is the, the tapes that were recorded of John uh, Gacy, who was a uh, he was in Iowa and Illinois, uh, essentially just a normal guy that who was kind of wired. He, he had kind of everybody every kid's upbringing right there. They were never good enough for their dads. Uh, their dads wanted them to be great and do good things, and so he felt never enough. Uh, and so again, he kind of blamed his dad for his issues. But basically, this guy went on to rape and murder. Uh, 33 or more young men uh, over a, I think it was like eight year period. It wasn't six or eight year period. It wasn't that long, but he was a murdering mofo burying them in the, in the basement of his house. 
uh, arrested multiple times for multiple things and who got off. So uh, yeah, like bat- that's the battery si- and stuff. Yeah, yeah, battery. Well, even the fact that he, and the fact that the the only red light was he was he'd been arrested and convicted of sodomy in Iowa. Oh, that yeah, right. Uh, and uh, literally thirty two two victims later, they finally made the guy like, hey, this guy was in the in the in the uh, the pharmacy store. At the same time as this guy went missing, mm-hmm. like literally, like his last victim, uh, he was like getting lazy and sloppy. But literally, he, he'd been killing people in front of people's faces. And I think the the there were a couple of things that jumped out at me in this in this. Uh, I'm gonna, and I'm giving it uh, I'm giving it a solid A uh, because I was educated. But I it, it highlighted a couple of things. <laughs> it highlighted the fact that it, just like I thought, because he was. Not even really well connected, but connected in a certain way. He got a different level of treatment than a lot of people in this country would have, mm-hmm. and therefore he was able to be a predator for so so long, harming so so many people. And 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 really, I think the thing you, you don't that, you, that I that I pulled out of is I'm like, well, look at the spider web of people impacted by. He killed over thirty three people. He killed at least thirty three people. And think about their families and all the people that knew them and the people that liked them. And and there were survivors. And I thought that was the the one thing that was pretty interesting. Some of the survivors, I, I, I and this is really going to sound really sad, but I'm like, man, you're 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 telling a story in very much a way that you don't want to be more ashamed that you are. But it just shows you how vulnerable people are at different states. Because there's one victim, and again, I'm not shaming or blaming, but literally, if my if I was with my crew and they're like, hey, this guy's awesome. He's buying us alcohol. He's only ten years older than us. And he wants to he he wants to come party with us tomorrow, and I and we say so that we make sure this thirty this guy who's 10, 20 years older than us can get to our place. Why don't you stay in the night with him, and so I can give him directions to where we're going to party tomorrow night because we can't write down directions of the road things the road. So this kid stays the night with a predator, and then not not once but twice he's actually freaking semi assaulted, and he still rides back with dude to his town to tell the story like he lived this guy was killing 90 percent of the people he interacted with there were a couple survivors i thought even though it was a very true story in the tapes wow the double standards here let a predator uh get free but and to hear his voice he sounds a lot like a lot of people today it was an amazing thing if you haven't seen it see it i give it an a uh it's disgusting but you sh- people should see it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's knowledge is power, and yes. you know, no, knowing this and knowing that, you know, he was a wolf in sheep's clothing. You know, for so, yes. so long. I mean, this guy. It was all about social status. He was tied to, you know, the Kiwanis clubs or whatever, and he was the an JCs. Ups- the the J- JCs. The JCs. He was. He could get on the phone with the chief of police, you know, the drop of dime. Hey, John, what's going on? First name basis, like. No, no, well, even worse than that. Hey, there's policemen following me. Can you figure out how why they're following me? Yeah, he and, knew. And, and, and yeah, that was again. That's another level of. That's an amazing level of privilege for not a guy in the police force, right? It's like there. Oh there, my god, there were so many, um, so many people that caused him. Um, or enabled him to not get caught because so many people stuck up for him. They're like, "This is John Gacy. Listen, you do. Yeah, you don't want to bark up that this this guy is an upstanding community. He donates all his time. 
He does all this charity. This is John Gay. You know, leave this guy alone. This is you're 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 talking to the wrong person. What? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and I, I I've seen it as well, and it, it's it is it is very shocking. And Todd, I I definitely agree with you too. To to hear his actual voice and how he he discusses everything, it, it's it's almost it, it's very creepy. And you you got you got to chill up and down your spine about it. Um, but to, to touch on your you know your outlook on it as far as like, Oh man, I can't believe that happened. That just the, the different times, like how trusting everyone was back then. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you, but it's not, it's, but it's not different. The thing that's funny, Corey, I mean, I don't want to get too, too deep in it, but no. the, that's the interesting thing. I mean, there are conversations that people will have uh, that are friends of mine that I'll never, ever be privy to for a reason. And the fact that, this guy sounded like everybody in the day. I mean, ultimately, it feels like the guy, he would have been a friend of mine in the community that I lived in because John Gacy, he's a volunteer. He does these things. And, and like I said, but there, he was privy. And I mean, the, the, the people, the fact that people didn't know, but nobody was like blindsided or hit from the side when like it all came out that it was him. They're like, there nobody's like, oh my God. They're like kind of knew that he was dirty. But he was like in. Yeah, I yeah, it kind of it makes sense. Yeah, it was crazy. I, you, you could tell in his voice that, you know, um, with all the the different um, criminologists and criminal psychologists that you know study things like this and yeah. say that you know you can you can literally hear in his voice that that level of empathy, that portion of your brain that. Uh, you know, feels bad or, you know, that moral compass, he just didn't have it. You know, he, no, he, he's authentic. He didn't he, seem like, off, he, he didn't think like he was using them as an object and that was it. Didn't feel like there was a problem, you know? And yeah, he, he was authentic. That, and that's the scary bit. I mean, if you're authentic, people glom onto that. And if it's, if it's in a positive direction, that's good. If it's in a negative direction, it's bad. And it leads people to blind spots. I, I, I thought it was amazing. It was amazing. I was, again, Thank you so much because I was uneducated about a thing that 33 people died in our country and it was in the news. It was in everybody's, no matter where you live, people were covering this story. And I'm like, I'd heard the name before, but I had no idea of the, that, and that's what I thought. I'm like, holy cow, this, this person killed 33 plus citizens of this country. And I was blissfully unaware. Oh yeah. And, and that's what, you know, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and stuff like that was created after was John Gacy and um no, that was Ed Gein or that was Gein Gein G E I N what was the what were the thing that that Gacy because they mentioned it what uh, the movies that Gacy was it was something else but and anyhow so um but the fact that you know when you actually I mean it, it was unfortunately John Wayne Gacy is a household name and you could ask most people and they'd be like, Oh I, yeah, I is, he's a serial killer. Um, but I didn't know much more than that. Like you, Todd. And I think well, if, I was gonna say, if you said it to me, I would have said John Wayne, uh, John Wayne, Bob, I would thought, I was thinking like John Wayne, Bob, and I thought it was the dude who got his wiener cut off. Cause there's, there's the, there's John Wayne, the Duke and a bunch of other John Wayne's who did weird things. And so as soon as I saw it, I was like, huh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to, I'm like, the name I would have recognized instantaneously, I did recognize instantaneously, but what he did, and th- he killed 33 people. He's, it's not top of mind. That's the thing, right? We know the Unabomber, and I don't even know what the hell he bombed. 
and and the thing the thing I you know one uh, two points I want to have and I'll let we'll let everybody else go on uh, but it was that you know when you saw the old footage you know in the 70s or 80s whenever it was of the people in the snow gathered around the police barricades outside of his house while they're investigating and they interviewed uh, one of the people and they said well you know my son's been missing for a uh, few years, and we live a couple counties away, but we heard this was going on, so we just came to show up to see if we could find any information about our son. Like, you know, that's so heartbreaking to think, like, mm. all those people are just searching. And then also um, that... And how many people weren't looking because they were ashamed because their family member was gay, and so they were like, they just let them, they let them disappear. That, was, that broke my heart, that mm-hmm. there were people who were not being looked for because of that. But the thing that I just wanted to point out was that, you know, why in the 70s, 80s, 60s, or whatever it was, that that honey spot of time period, why were there so many serial killers? Was it because that we just got to the point with technology that now we can nail everybody's ass and for so many years we couldn't because we didn't have DNA? I mean, why was it so prevalent then and you just don't really see that kind of stuff now? Yeah, I think you know it's interesting. I'll, I'll bet you dollars to donut, Nick. That this I think it, I'll bet you the the rate hasn't changed, but given the TV shows and all the other, because you even see this now on Datelines and whatnot, people are smart enough. Like you'll see a Dateline server like, oh, this person when we pull them in and we give them some water to drink, every time they took a drink, they wipe their DNA or their fingerprints off the thing, and they're like aware. We now have all these TV shows and these real crime documentaries and all these things, and people are kind of educated. I feel like 10 years from now, the millennials will be watching similar things about uh, uh, serial killers who got away with shit because they're armed with all this information, uh, and, and the new tech, newer technologies will catch up, right, where we, we catch an image of someone on a, on a camera somewhere, and they're able to do some sort of profile. I feel like... That sort of perversion has been around for forever. And, while, and again, our caring for each other is decreasing. I'll bet you dollars don't. It's, it's the same volume, but people are getting smarter because we actually, on every TV show, you know what not, if you murdered somebody tomorrow, tell me, you, you know 15 things not to do, right? Don't fucking take your phone with you. If you do have your phone, turn that fucker off. Uh, get somebody to tap an app to make, call somebody somewhere else. I mean, like right now, you could like you could plot out that thing. I'll bet you there's a bunch of serial killers perpetrating bullshit. And because we're such a big nation and a divided nation, there are a set of people going missing that we won't catch for ten years. And be like, holy shit, Todd. Todd, I'll, I'll I'll definitely agree with you there on on the fact that I, it's definitely still happening today. And but you know the Gacy, you know Gacy and, and Bundy and all that. That was so long ago. Now it's becoming a big thing because everyone's starting to get on board and hear about it. And they're making all these, these films on it. So I, I, I would almost guarantee, yeah, 10 years down the road, there's going to be. Other, Absolutely. And, because they're not even reporting and, on native well, American and, women in Washington and, state, native American women are going missing at and, a crazy and, rate. And that, that was my other point to it is that, yeah, you're not hearing about all this stuff in the news like you would back then because everything is news. There's today. other shit dominating. Everything news. is yeah, news. Yeah, everything's dominating. So you're, point. you're not hearing about the Indian woman going missing in, in, in Seattle. Because there's just other stuff trumping that, unfortunately. So I, I think, yeah, it's definitely still going on. And there are predominant serial killers out there still. We just don't hear about who it. Smart, because, who are made smarter by, by right. TV it, shows yeah, and documentaries. Because they know what they're doing now. And 
it's going to be years until that comes to light if it even does because everything's so trumped by other bullshit news. I think you guys are right, too. It's um, criminals keeping up with crime and law enforcement constantly updating with different ways to catch criminals. And it goes yep. goes back way further, but, you know, in Scotland Yard when they first started taking a boot print and then they discovered how to take fingerprints and then it came over to the U.S. and they figured out what blood spatter was and then they realized what they could do with UV lights and then they figured out yep. DNA and profiling. And so, yeah, in 10, 15 years' time, it's going to be something we don't even know about today that they're going to be like, Yep, this wasn't around uh, back in 2022, uh, but now we can go look at some old cases that are open, and we can use this technology to now catch these people. You know, well, uh, and I was, was going to say, what's, sure that who, who hasn't watched? If again, and if you're not a TV watcher, but if you watched any movie or whatever, you watch the and you're like, oh, so he had he downloaded an app that was able to you were able to schedule a call to call somebody three hours in the future. Four hours in the past, or so. I mean, it's like holy shit. Like if you watch Law and Order for like a whole season, you'd like find fifteen more ways to commit commit crimes that you didn't already that you didn't even think of because it's just so even through fantasy, it's all out there, right? DNA evidence. Oh, make sure you wear gloves, and if you have hair, shave it and make sure or make sure it's covered so you can't don't leave hair follicles anywhere, right? I mean, we're educating our new new wave of criminals. I just want to know. The hit that the JCs took off all that. There's no, there's no documentary on that. <laughs> there's not I, mainly because there's. Is, how's the JCs different than, than the Kiwanis or the freaking you name? They could chick, choose a new name. JCs probably two dudes named Jim and Chris. Charles. Charles. <laughs> <laughs> no peanuts in the JCs. But exactly. but you know, um, it's peanut day. Yeah. It's it's one of those things that I often tell people. You know when people. Um, try and criminalize or, you know, impugn an entire community. You know, you have to be logical and think, you know, what 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 is someone going to tell you? Oh, I had this uh, had this friend of a friend that was a firefighter and he, he murdered his wife. All they hear is firefighter. All firefighters murder. That's yeah, all. That's exactly. all they hear. You know, and so exactly. you have to understand when you get a large enough group of people, you're going to have some bad apples, and it's just yep. That's the way it's going to go. It doesn't necessarily reflect unless they let it happen you know that organization 100 percent agree so <laughs> my, my review my, my review was good this could be weak in comparison was, i had dolly it was called the <laughs> dude <laughs> it was called the food that built america from Corey. And yeah Quick synopsis, it was all about serial killers who made food that built America. <laughs> Word, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so I watched uh, the first couple episodes, and uh, it was it was pretty fucking entertaining. Um, it basically tells the story about, you know, turn of the century time, maybe a little bit before that, um, and not this current century, the previous one. Um Companies like Heinz and Kellogg and Post and Hershey's, how they, how, how their rise to power, how, how the companies kind of came to be, how they saw a need, each of them individually and, and filled it. Um, and how it trans transformed America. How it transformed. I mean, ultimately. For, sometimes not necessarily for the better. 
But agreed. It, the way they did it was very, very cool. They used a, a well-known actor named Campbell Scott, who's been in a bunch of different shit. If you've ever watched, uh, if you're these fuckers are too young, maybe, but you and I, Todd, have ever seen Singles? Uh, the movie. I've that, never seen that. Okay. Well. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> thanks for uh, regaling us with a 15-minute movie review and then immediately shitting up on my, my review. I'm just telling you, I'm not old enough to know that, man. Yeah. Campbell Scott, All Campbell right. Gray. All right, dude. Campbell Soup. Um, so, but they, they, they sort of recreated, it was kind of interspersed with interviews from family members, descendants of the people who were behind the company's rise to power um, and and live action recreations of different kind of conversations or, you know, the, the construction of, uh, of a warehouse or uh, an assembly line or an idea that took root that pushed the company to the next level. So, and a lot of times these companies were intertwined. A lot of times the stories behind, you know, uh, Kellogg and Post were, were definitely yeah, intertwined, yeah. so that was really really interesting. Uh, I, I I it's on my list. I normally if there's stuff where I'm like, okay, I watched it for my review, and now that I've seen it, I'm going to delete it from my list because I watched what I was obligated to watch. This one I left on my list because I could definitely see myself going back to it when I'm you know uh, when I don't have another assignment to watch. So, food that built America. I want to say it was on Hulu, but definitely go it's, on. Yeah, the history, anywhere you can get the History Channel repeats. Yeah, History Channel repeats, absolutely. Uh, but there's a few seasons out there. I, I Yeah. I, wherever I got it, I think I at least had season one. I may not have had more than that, but if you're looking for something interesting to watch that's a little bit off the beaten path, maybe not something that, that you would normally watch uh, by picking it yourself or haven't run across it, definitely check out The Food That Built America. You know, hey Bob. You know what? And to, to one last little label of uh, of if, if he I watch that, if he says and, fucking serial killers again. I'm I'm definitely muting his mic. No, I'm not going to say that. I was going to say the the one thing that again I was super excited. I we we I came from Michigan, right? And so the fact that we are familiar with the Kellogg's and the Post family and Battle Creek in the area that is the serial part of Michigan. Mm -hmm. uh, but actually seeing that the history of it where we lived. It made me, it kind of humbled me. I'm like, holy cow! I, I think as I've gotten older, I'm more of a historian, and seeing that we grew up and we're in those places where the, those things were going on, right? The Kellogg Sanitarium and all that other stuff. What what an amazing! It connected me. I felt connected to the story. Yeah, hundred percent. Especially uh, you know having transplanted to the East Coast, then the West West Coast. That's a great, you know, you, you've got history in the area, and you can definitely identify with the stories behind you know, the companies that built certainly this part of the country, if not, you know, America itself. So, yep. And I, I will say the, the recreations yeah. they do are are pretty fantastic. Uh, they're they're okay. I I, I give them top notch. I I Bob's was a snob. No, I I was looking forward more to the interviews with the people who. You know, it's a, it's a it's a healthy mix. It's not just a it's, no, it's, 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 it's totally like a healthy mix. I just I just feel like it. They tried to they tried to make it like a melodrama, and I just, yeah, Bob should okay. hand out trophies at the Oscars. Yeah, not, they, they didn't get a list actress to play. Like, no, of course not. Uh, of course not. Milton Hershey. So. But all right, all right. 
do assignments for next week. Uh, I have yes, drawn sir. Todd. Uh, Corey has me, and Todd has Corey. Oh, I have Corey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn it. Oh, you love getting Corey. I had him. Do right. you remember what happened last yes, time? I, yes, I do. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let Corey go first because he's got me, and then hopefully, Todd, that'll give you some time to think. Yeah. So, Corey, what do you got for me? Oh, man. Uh, this one's a little rough because I don't know if I have anything left for you. Do I need to go first then? You might have to. All right. I have Todd. Yes, sir. Todd. Um, yes, sir. Let, let's hit the low-hanging fruit that there's a pretty good chance that you may have already seen. Um, have you seen Barry? Barry is uh, it, it's a it's a no ser- no with Will Hader Will Hader Bill Hader yeah yeah have you seen I it? haven't seen it no all right then that's what you got all right H- hey, HBO Corey? sir yes sir got it have you seen Rome J Israel Esquire no <laughs> there you go uh, hold on in my notes I'm I'm freaking I'm gonna I'm gonna see it I'm gonna I'm gonna so I'm gonna I'm gonna change it up a little bit but I'm sticking with my actor. Roman J. Israel? Yep. Esquire. Esquire. ESQ. All right. That's, I think that's, he's going to like it. That's two in a row that Corey's had trouble spelling, so I'm putting it in one note, Corey, for you. Oh, and by the you. way, thank you to Corey for giving me The Foods of Built America, which is the first time in a month that I haven't had to watch something with somebody buried heavily under prosthetics. <laughs> I, I appreciate that more, more than you know. <laughs> so it's down to you, Corey. Oh man, uh, have you seen Reefer Madness? Yes, <laughs> that's a good. That's Reefer a great. Madness? That's a great pick, though. Uh, <laughs> you should keep it in your list because clearly Todd has. Yeah, it's, it. it's going to stay. I haven't there. seen it, but I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch. It no, Todd. <laughs> no, no, he's not. I guarantee. I guarantee he's not. He's got. He's got a. He's got a friend's wedding to worry about. He's got travel. <laughs> He's got dinner to make tonight, dogs to take care of, and I can and only, the bird flu. And oh, fantastic travel here! Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, no, people die from it, but chickens do. Oh, now you're concerned about your chickens. I always have been. I see. No, no, no. There was a I love my. I love my there was a point in the podcast earlier. Where some of us impugning all chickens, and not a word from you. I love all the hens out there. All the hens. Yeah, that's it. We were talking about lipstick parties. And somehow it came back to chickens, <laughs> and you were like, "Oh no, no, no! My chickens, they, they, yeah, fuck them. They go to lipstick parties. No, no, no! I love my hands. <laughs> Never send your chickens to a lipstick party. That's the that's the lesson here. They all come out winners. <laughs> it's those roost. It's those roosters that are taken advantage of. <laughs> oh man, stupid cocks. <laughs> But their game. <laughs> hey, but their game. Have yeah. you seen Citizen Four? Citizen Four. Yeah. Citizen Kane. Nope, he hasn't seen it because it's a horrible movie. Uh, You're a horrible, horrible person, Todd. I'll, I'll check. Out, I'll check. <laughs> I'll check after the show. I don't think so. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what are you laughing about, dude? Uh, you haven't seen it no. either. No, I think I, it was the comment I made after. <laughs> oh. It's a horrible movie. All right, we got a shot in front of us, guys. We're going to do this uh, before we close out the show. Do a cheers. Cheers. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hank, Todd's got to hey, 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 hey. reach into oh, his, Machu Picchu? his gold, his gold exactly. line vault. There's, there's a little bit of latency between Detroit and Seattle. 
his highly expensive gold line cooler and pull out his Crown Royal. Pour himself a it's healthy. It's not a gold line, is it? Bacardi Breezer cooler. <laughs> is that from, the, from your Bacardi one. days? It is. Nice. Wow. Corey, for a brief second, <laughs> I looked at Todd's hey. image and I was like, dude, what's that old TV next to you? <laughs> oh, look at that. That is a relic from a day wow. days gone by. Bacardi Breezer cooler. <laughs> I have a ton of stories that I'll tell you at your wedding, Corey. <laughs> About right, Bacardi some, Breezer. Something tells me that getting Todd to tell a brief story at the wedding is going to be tough. Indeed. Tell a brief story? Yes, I yeah, agree with that. Yeah. Tell a story. No, I, I'm, I'm very sure we can do that. I'm sure he's going right. to tell a brief story. So, though. hold on. He, so, here's to Todd's safe travels. Uh, Thank you, sir. Next week. Here's to Corey, who may already be I married. get married. Not sure when might this podcast is going to air. He, he may might, already be married. He might be married. Yeah. He, he might get married. Hey, good job at that wedding. Thank you. <laughs> And here's I, to Nick's grandma. It went off without a hitch. And Cheers. to Nick's and to Nick's grandma. To Nick's grandma. Be well. Ah, sweet apple asses. Yes, that's good stuff. Are you apple asses? That's it for podcast. On behalf of Nick and Corey and Todd, this is Bob. We say we'll see you next time.